Hello and welcome in. Thanks for joining us for the latest edition of the Prairie and Smith podcast. We've passed the midway point of the Sunbelt football season and week eight has already kicked off. Before we get to today's episode, we wanted to tell you about Monday's episode. We released our week seven recap featuring in-depth analysis of this past week's games, including James Madison's big win over Georgia Southern to stay undefeated. Plus, Caden and I looked at all the must-know storylines ahead of Week 8 play. If you missed it, make sure you go back and give it a quick listen. Today, it's Episode 132 of the show, and we're excited to resume our Sunbelt Athlete interview series after a week off. Each Wednesday during the season, we're talking to the league's biggest stars. In recent weeks, Troy's Richard Jubinor has joined us. App State's Michael Hughes has also come on the Prairie and Smith podcast. We've got a great guest today and plenty more to come. Caden, with that said, why don't you tell us a little bit more about today's special guest? Yeah, another episode and another special guest. Noah, this is a player who we've watched grow in front of our eyes and establish himself as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It's none other than Georgia State quarterback Darren Granger, who's having a phenomenal season, doing what he did last year, kind of doubling down on that season and looking like he could take this team to some new heights this year. So very excited about our conversation. Darren began his career at FCS Furman University before transferring to Georgia State during the 2020 season. After sitting out a year due to NCAA transfer regulations, he proceeded to announce his presence with a monster first season at Georgia State, a season that included Camellia Bull MVP honors as well as 22 total touchdowns and nearly 2,400 yards of offense. In 2022, Darren had his best season to date, finishing with over 3,000 yards of total offensive production and 24 touchdowns. He finished the year ranked inside the top 10 in multiple statistical categories in the Sun Belt, while also garnering his first career postseason honor, earning honorable mention all Sun Belt. This year, Darren has continued to emerge as one of the premier dual threat quarterbacks in all of college football. He's currently second in the Sun Belt in total yards per game at just over 295 and is responsible for 13 total touchdowns, a number that's put him inside the top 10 in Sunbelt this season. His Georgia State Panthers are off to their best start in program history, and he is a major reason why. Darren continues to perform week in and week out, why he is one of the best quarterbacks in not only the Sunbelt, but in the country. Now he hopes to cap off his career by bringing Georgia State's first Sunbelt championship home to Atlanta. Well, let's not waste any more time. Georgia State's Darren Granger is here. It's time to hear from one of the best dual threat quarterbacks in college football. We're really excited to welcome Georgia State quarterback Darren Granger to the Frary and Smith podcast. Darren, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us. Appreciate you for having me. Well, Darren, let's jump right in as we do with most of our guests, and let's go way back. Uh, Your parents were both athletes. Your dad played football at Conway High School, much like you did. What was your first introduction to the game of football, and and when did you fall in love with the game of football? Um, I I believe I started playing flag football around five. I also had an older brother who played football, so kind of growing up watching him play, I used to have wear his shoulder pads and his helmet. I used to bring from uh, Rick Lee be outside by myself, running around with a football. But I think I, I probably started around flag football around five. And I, I just remember my first practice, and I, I can remember it like it was yesterday. I was running the ball, and I hit a spin move. And, you know, you think young kids, they, they ain't not hitting no spin move, you know, that young, five years old. Then my, my coach called me out for it, you know, just 
just thinking who I was. And, you know, it, that was just kind of my first introduction moment to football and how coaches are. Darren, appreciate having you on the program. Many people don't realize this, but you played wide receiver until your senior year of high school when you moved into that quarterback role. You had a huge year, which included winning a region championship for your high school. What kind of led to that transition and how was that transition going from playing wide receiver to what many regard as the hardest position in all of sports? Well, I played I played JV quarterback my freshman and sophomore year. Um, and then getting to my junior year, you know, that's the time where you move up to varsity. We had a senior quarterback ahead of me already, and, you know, they just wanted to find a way to get me on the field. So, you know, just stepping out there and playing receiver contributed to what I could and then finally getting my opportunity to uh, start my senior year of high school. Darren, did that change from wide receiver to quarterback? Was that pretty easy for you because you already kind of knew the route trees and, and different things as the quarterback? Yeah, I would say it was pretty easy. You know, I was just, you know, waiting my turn, you know, waiting for my opportunity and try to do my best to take full advantage of it. Now, because of that late position switch, you end up committing to play football at FCS Furman University up here in Greenville, where I live. What was your recruitment process like, and why did you ultimately choose to start your college career at Furman? You know, just kind of being a late bloomer in a way in the recruitment process. You know, I think I had schools, Furman, I had uh, Eastern Kentucky, South Carolina State, some of those schools. And then, you know, just I took an official visit there and met some of the guys that were coming in my class and, you know, just kind of felt that bond that I had with those guys and the coaches there and feel like, you know, it was a little family atmosphere that I could fit right into. And I felt like, you know, also dealing with my mom a little bit, the distance with Eastern Kentucky was an option for me. Um, I think it was 10 hours from where I live. So, you know, she wanted me to be a little closer to home. So, you know, Furman was uh, the perfect fit for me at the time. And, you know, just trying to, uh, still play D1 football. So that was kind of my uh, thinking process in it. Hey, Kane and I all know about uh, being close to moms and how much they appreciate us being close to them. So I definitely can appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Darren at Furman, you won that job your freshman year. You go to the FCS playoffs, and then the next season you only play in four games while redshirting. Could you just talk about your time at Furman, how that shaped you in your early years as a quarterback and who you are as a quarterback today? So it was the, it was the other way around. My true freshman year, I, I played the four games. And I feel like that that was just a real eye-opener for me, you know, just, you know, being a young kid, 18 years old, you know, coming into college and just coming from high school where I won the region and was putting up some numbers, you think you could go do the same thing in college. And, you know, it's, you know, it's a wide-open experience, you know. I think my, my first game we played Clemson the year they won the national championship. I think that year they were saying that was the best defense to ever, you know, be in college football. So, you know, just going against them and, you know, just going through some struggles my freshman year, you know, just getting adjusted to the speed and, you know, sitting them sitting me down and redshirting me. It was, you know, you know, you kind of it kind of hurts a little bit, you know, because you, you want to play. But now thinking back on it and, and, you know, just thinking about my career, it's helped me out in the long run, just being able to sit there and watch. We had a fifth year senior ahead of me who knew the offense, knew the ins and out of it. And just being able to watch him control the game and, you know, learn things from him that, you know, that I didn't know coming from high school. Darren, if my memory serves me, you threw a touchdown in that game uh, against Clemson. What was that moment like for a kid who, who's grown up in the state of South Carolina? And what football team did you grow up rooting for? So that, that touchdown was crazy, you know, having family there, being in my first game, being able to my first touchdown. And I, I tell people this story a lot, you know, just being 18, being a true freshman, didn't know the playbook all the way. I did not even know where he was coming from. 
I did. I I just was looking down the middle of the field, and I knew we had a post somewhere in there. So I was just looking for a wide open man just to throw him the ball. But you know, it was exciting to get my first touchdown, and you know, I, I was truly excited for it. And also, my uh, my favorite team growing up was the Miami Hurricanes. That that was my team. You know, watching the documentary, the U kind of sold me on it. Got some uncles who like Miami, so that that was my team growing up. So a rare South Carolina kid that did not grow up liking uh, either South Carolina or Clemson. I did not. Darren, most people forget that there was a time when you couldn't play immediately after transferring. Uh, You were required to sit out that 2020 season. Why was Georgia State the right fit when you went into the transfer portal? And, And what challenges did that present to you personally, having to sit out a year after playing football for most of your life? Yeah, you know, just uh, dealing with COVID was, you know, a tough situation. Uh, you know, most of the FBS schools, they got to, you know, play their season out that year. And, us, you know, we, we're going through fall camp and, you know, we're hearing these rumors where we, we might not be able to play. And finally getting that decision where they was going to cancel our season, you know, that was tough, you know, just being a, having to sit out, you know, not getting any games in. But uh Got toward the end of that year, the year end of 2020, and uh, kind of making a decision for me and my family. You know, felt like the best decision was me to try to go transfer and go. Uh, try the be- my move was to go up, so you know, try to find a school in the FBS level, and you know, uh, Georgia State came calling, and being able to play them in 2019, my uh, redshirt freshman year, and just seeing the atmosphere and just seeing the culture that they were trying to build here. Uh, felt like a right fit for me and uh, felt like, you know, the perfect fit for me to develop as a quarterback. Well, I think that development you mentioned, Darren, it's a no-brainer that you've definitely done it. I think between last year and this season, it looks like you're playing some of your best ball of your career. Have you kind of, we've all noticed that you have maybe a different confidence in command in the pocket and just pairing that with your dual threat ability has been great for this offense. What parts of your game did you focus on this offseason and where do you feel you've kind of grown the most as a quarterback to where you've come into your own now these last two seasons? Um, I feel like, you know, just continue to be consistent in my technique. You know, that's a big thing we talk about in my our, my room, in the quarterback room with Coach McKnight, you know, just being consistent with the technique, you know, not getting in the game and get sped up or r- rush because, you know, uh, you got pressure coming. Just continue that consistent technique, making great decisions, being consistent with great decisions. That's a big thing we talk about. You know, the, the great ones are consistent with their decision making. So, I feel like those were the biggest things I want to focus on this year. And this year, just kind of adding on some weight is another thing, just physical-wise, that I wanted to focus on this year. Darren, I know a lot of players self-evaluate themselves. So we're midway through the season. How do you feel like you've done with some of those things that you just mentioned, areas that you tried to grow in the offseason? Yeah, I feel like, you know, besides the Detroit game with the the two interceptions, I feel like, you know, I've done a great job of, you know, keeping the ball out of danger, you know, just wanting to keep on improving that. Uh feel like, you know, uh, accuracy-wise, I think I'm throwing around high 60%, you know, just trying to keep that up. And, you know, just, you know, spreading the ball out, you know, just distributing the football to, you know, give my guys uh, the ball in space and, you know, just letting them go make plays. So I feel like I've been doing really well, but, you know, just continue to strive to get better each and every day. And that's the main thing is uh, to get better, get 1% better each and every day. Well, thankfully for uh, you, you've got a pretty good stable of wide receivers uh, to spread the ball around to this year. Uh, Darren, when you think back to last year, this team started 0-4, although it was a difficult schedule this year. You guys are 5-1 and and off to the best start in program history. In your mind, what's different about this year's team? Um, I just feel like a, a mentality 
you know, we we have a different mentality going into the games. You know, I feel like, you know, last year we, we had the talent to do the beat five and one like this team is right now. But, you know, just the mentality, you know, going out there and taking what uh, taking these wins and not feeling like they're going to give it to us, you know, going to work for what we, you know, earn what we work for. So, you know, just a mentality change, you know, finishing games. You know, we had a bunch of games last year where we had some leads in where we didn't finish. You know, when we get into those third and fourth quarters, finishing games and closing out games, I feel like that's what's changed in the past year. You know, I think back to that Coastal Carolina game that you guys played a couple weeks ago. You had a great performance. Your team wins that game. How special is that for you to get to have a big game in your hometown? Yeah, no, it was it was super special. You know, I, I, I think I had about around – almost close to 40 tickets that I, I I had to. And I got to a point at one time I was just calling friends. I was like, you know, you want to come to the game? I got extra tickets. You know, you could come. But, you know, it was a exciting moment to go down there and play well, play in front of my family and friends and, you know, get a win back home. So, you know, it felt extremely well. Darren, I definitely want to give a shout out to some of your teammates because I know how the ticket exchange works. works. I'm sure a lot of guys were giving you tickets knowing you were back home and making that happen for you. But Darren, the staple of this offense has been the run game, whether it's your legs or some of the great running backs you've played with, whether that's a Tucker Greg from last year, Jemias Williams. But now Marcus Carroll's turn has come. He's putting up some huge numbers this season. What makes him special or maybe unique compared to some of those past running backs you've played with? And I feel like his combination of power and speed, you know, we kind of had the two running back system, you know, the past couple of years, you know, Tucker with the power jam with the speed. Now you got a combination of both where he could, he could do everything for you. So, you know, he's a he's a special back and, a, you know, a special guy to play with. And, you know, just having him in the backfield, you know, make my job easier. You know, they want to – you know, he draws a lot of attention. You know, you got to have people in the box, you know, to, to stop him from having a, a field day on you. So, you know, he opened up lanes for me and uh, I opened up some lanes for him. So, you know, I feel like we're a special duo in the back and, you know, it's exciting to play with him. Darren, you made my day with that one. This offseason, I literally said, this is a guy who's a combination of last year's running backs, and you completely validated it for me, so appreciate that. Another area I'm experiencing, Darren, is your head strength coach, Mike Siriano. He's a guy that I was under at App State for the first couple of years there. I know he has very extremely hard workouts that are both physically and mentally tough. Could you maybe tell our audience a little bit and pull the curtain back of what those offseason workouts look like and how that's kind of changed y'all's demeanor and helped y'all this season as far as the mental preparation and that edge y'all have that looks like it's apparent with this 5-1 start? Yeah, you know, the offseason was definitely different, especially coming from our, our, our past strength coach. And, you know, he's Coach Mike is a, a different guy, we we would say. But, you know, just uh, kind of thinking back on the offseason, you know, I'm going to just go in the summer, you know, just Having we go on a break for Fourth uh, of July, first day back we have twenty half gassers. That's that's just the first day back. You just you just been home eating, you've been eating all this food, and you just been chilling. Now you got to run twenty half gassers at six p.m. Now not in the morning, six p.m. We in, we in the heat and we run the twenty gassers. Then you have a conditioning test right before fall camp. You have twenty seven half gassers just to get into camp. And, you know, just those things. And, you know, we had the Stone Mountain Run. You know, I can could, I could name out – we had a, a proud week. I can name off a, a bunch of things that we've been through this this uh, offseason that, you know, prepared us for this season and, you know, the, the adversity that we're going to face. I know a big thing they talked about is just taking us places that we haven't been before and, you know, dealing those – going through those adversities and being able to respond in those moments. So I feel like, you know, he's been a big help to us because Mike has 
been a tremendous help to this program and the culture that we're trying to build. And we, you know, we appreciate him so much. Well, it sounds like uh, you went to war in the off season and you guys came out uh, better for it. Uh, you know, Darren, as a premier quarterback at this level, NIL is now a part of the game. Uh, it was just starting, you know, on the back end of Caden's career, but you've done a couple things, including a merchandise line and several different partnerships. How's that space treated you? Um, you know, it's been pretty good, you know, just being able to uh, talk to these different companies and, you know, build a relationship with these people, you know, getting, you get some free stuff, you know, building, you know, building, you know, connections in that nature. So, you know, it's been good. And, you know, just trying, you know, my main thing is just focusing on the main thing. So, you know, just focus on football. But, when, you know, when those opportunities come, you know, take full advantage of them. Staying off the field, Darren, I know you welcomed a daughter into the world last year. Congratulations on that. I know I've had teammates in the past who've had daughters while playing. I know it's changed kind of their perspective and how they view the game and view life as a man. Could you maybe talk to us about what that experience like was for you and how it's helped you grow both on and off the field? You know, she's she's special, you know, you know, changed my my life in many different ways. And, you know, um, every, you know, you just, you wake up in the morning and you, you see her sleep and she, she actually sleeps in the bed with us. So I, I see her every time I wake up in the morning and, you know, she just puts a smile on my face and, you know, puts a different perspective on my life, you know, coming to practice each and every day, you know, you have somebody who you're, you're doing it for and you're trying to provide for. So, you know, just coming with that extra motivation each and every day has been, you know, great for me and, you know, great for my process going into my senior year. And, you know, I, I could talk about her all day. You know, she's a special little girl. She's getting big. Her birthday is about to be in two months. So, you know, just she's been a special part of my life. And, you know, just, uh, you know, kind of get choked up about it a little bit. But, you know, she I, I love her to death. And, you know, she's been something special for me for my life and the perspective looking on life. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, neat to hear just how that's changed it. And and I think, you know, I think we can say from watching your career arc that I think it's helped you even further grow as a player on the field, Darren. Darren, before our final question here, we wanted to ask you just about some of your hobbies. I know obviously family is a big part of your life, but how does Darren Granger use his downtime, you know, during the season? Um, I watch a lot of Netflix with my girl and my little girl. Watch a lot of Netflix. Uh then I, I'm a video game head. I play a bunch of video games in my free time. If if I have any free time, that's probably what I'm doing. I'm probably on the game somewhere playing with a bunch of my friends from back home, playing with teammates. So that's probably what I'm doing. Video games and Netflix or YouTube or something like that. Well, you're getting a follow-up question now because that Netflix, what's the go-to series right now? And, and video games, what's the, you know, the top game that you're playing these days? Um, Netflix right now... You know, it's 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 kind of different with with a woman in the house. So you know, you you have those different type of shows. But um, we I'm recently engaged. I understand. Yeah, you know, you you don't get to watch everything you want to watch at times. But um, <laughs> we've been watching like uh, some Vampire Diaries. She's got me on that. Um, trying to think about what else we probably watched recently. I can't think. I, I put her on some uh, the Arrow. That's one of my shows. That's I a good like one. one. That's a good one. The Flash. I watch those. Those are those are kind of my and my realm of shows that I like to watch. And then video games. I play uh, NBA 2K and Madden. Those are those are probably my games that I like to play. 
always nice to stay with the sports games. That's something I can definitely attest to. But Darren, before we get some rapid fire, just wanted to ask a quick question, just with it being your final year at Georgia State. You've already made your mark on the program and the record books, including moving first in career touchdowns last week. What? How do you want to be remembered when people talk about you and your time at Georgia State as a student athlete? You know, I just I want to be one of the best to ever come through here. Um, you know, seeing people in front of me like Dan Ellison, who's a coach here, you know, just a, a big role model to me. And, you know, he's considered one of the best here. You know, people still talk about him to this day. And, you know, I want to be in that same conversation, you know, being one of the best to ever come through Georgia State. So that's the way, you know, I, I want to leave my legacy here is being one of the best to ever do it. Well, before we let you go, like we mentioned, we're going to hit you with some quick rapid fire questions. We have three for you, Darren. Does that sound good? Yeah, that's fine. First question, Darren Granger, who is your favorite dual threat quarterback of all time? Of all time? In his prime, I would say Robert Griffin III. It, it just me personally, that, that was that's a good one right there. So that's a that's a sneaky pick. The the Baylor year, Heisman year, and yes. his and his first year with the Redskins was definitely a good one. Yes. What's what's Darren Granger's favorite thing to do in Atlanta? Favorite thing and find somewhere to eat. There's a lot of places here to eat, and you know, finding these different places to go find some food is probably one of my favorite hobbies to do. Can definitely attest to that one too. And last question, a question that's become a little bit popular with our quarterbacks because we know they have some of the best field swag. What is your favorite uniform combination to wear at Georgia State? The all black. The black all black that we just wore this past week. Those are nice. Them nice right there. I'm for sure. For sure the all black. Darren, when I uh, suggested he asked that question, he told me you would answer all black. So thank you uh, for doing that. But Darren, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, it's been fun to watch you play on the field and certainly wishing you and your teammates uh, good luck the rest of the year and, and good luck this weekend against Louisiana. Appreciate it so much. Appreciate you for having me too. Always fun welcoming a new athlete to the Furry and Smith podcast, Caden. This interview uh, with Darren, that was a lot of fun. Definitely a ton of fun. Great catching up with these quarterbacks and just learning about their journeys. It's super interesting to see how different they are, whether some transferred or didn't transfer. They just all have a different evolution. It was great to watch Darren's evolution, hear about his evolution. And I can definitely attest that he had a hard offseason just working with Coach Siriano back in the day at App State. I know they had some tough workouts this offseason in Georgia State. And some people say, other than your head coach, the most important hire is your strength coach. And that's kind of showing right now, looking at this start, that Darren and this entire Georgia State team have gotten off to this season. Well, Kane, you've told me a thing or two about what gassers are, and that does not sound enjoyable in the least. Uh, I thought one of the most interesting things, uh, you know, Darren got choked up a little bit when he started to talk about the, you know, the birth of his daughter. I know you mentioned you've had several, uh, you know, former teammates and friends that have had children during uh, their playing careers. How much of an impact does that have on these guys, Caden? That's a big one. I mean, we talk about these student athletes, they're young men, they're growing and kind of figuring themselves out. And then once you kind of have your own child in the earth, you have to kind of figure your stuff out for sure very quickly and figure out how to take care of someone else. I've definitely seen it take players to a different level of, level of motivation. We'll see someone working on and be like, hey, he's going really hard this offseason. And he's like, oh, he has, he has a daughter on the way, he has a son on the way. He has a different kind of motivation and a new motivation now. So that can definitely be seen. We've seen it through Darren in his career. And I think any any way you can add motivation or add a different level of, of 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 just sense of purpose when playing the game of football, I think it can only help. And we've clearly seen it help Darren and the kind of family he's creating and who he's playing for. 
Yeah, I think back to our offseason interview with your former teammate Jalen Virgil and him talking about just how much harder he went after uh, you know the birth of his child. Kane, last thing here, Darren Granger, we've obviously seen him play even better this year. Where's the biggest growth in your mind that you've seen from Granger on the field? For me, it's in the pocket and it's the decision-making. I think his legs have been established in this league. It's been something that coordinators that face him on the defensive side of the ball have rightfully feared since he's entered the conference. But now they have to fear him working out of the pocket. I think we've talked about him elevating the wide receivers that we've seen him play in the last two years. And I think a lot of that has to do with him making the right calculated decisions in the pocket. And then when you pair that with off-schedule runs and scheduled runs, He's a very, very hard guy to stop, especially given the guy behind him and Marcus Carroll he was talking about. So I think his growth as a passer in the pocket has been amazing, and I think that's a big reason why this team is where they are right now. Hey, he certainly has put himself in the conversation as the best quarterback in the Sun Belt with his play on the field this year. Well, that's going to do it for another great episode of the Frary and Smith podcast. Again, we'd like to say a special thank you to Georgia State's Darren Granger as well as Assistant AD Allison George for helping make this interview happen. Before you go, don't forget that we'll be back with another episode again tomorrow. Our Midweek Mania series will continue with an in-depth look at Thursday's huge Sunbelt East matchup between Marshall and undefeated James Madison. That'll do it for us here at the Ferry and Smith Podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, drop us a five-star review before you go. Leave us five stars. Let us know what you love about the show or what we could be doing better. So for Caden Smith, Richmond Weaver, and Brett Jemis, I'm Noah Frary. We really appreciate you spending time with us today. Well, that's goodbye for now. We'll talk to you again soon.